Today on Top of the Week, a WKU professor on the historic inauguration of Kamala Harris. I spoke with Sandra Ardry about identity politics, why it matters, and what these things mean for governing. We'll also hear an update on WKU's continued discussion on changing the names of WKU entities which have links to slavery or the Confederacy, a state bill affecting higher education institutions, and the newest departmental changes in academics. This is the Top of the Week podcast, a production of the College Heights Herald at Western Kentucky University. I'm Laurel Deppin. At the beginning of the fall semester, WKU President Tim Caboni announced the creation of a task force focused on renaming buildings which have links to slave owners. Among those are Potter, Ogden, and Van Meter. The university hosted several deliberative dialogue sessions where members of the community could voice their opinions and have open discussions. More recently, though, the task force is asking for the community to submit their thoughts on the issue. Once the task force has analyzed the public opinion and the history, they will submit a recommendation to the president. WKU has begun reviewing a Kentucky state law focusing on the actions public colleges take in disciplinary reviews. It was introduced on January 5th, and it aims to add due process to student disciplinary hearings. That means that students will have the right to make opening and closing statements, to present evidence, and to cross-examine any testimony. Students would have the right to waive the confidentiality in order to have a support person, as long as they don't interfere with the hearing, violate the privacy rights of another student, or substantially burden the hearing process. And so far, the university didn't comment on the change. WKU also announced this week that the Department of Philosophy and Religion would be dissolved. The change is part of the Comprehensive Academic Program Evaluation, which began in early 2019. The philosophy courses will be moved to the Political Science Department and the Religion courses to the History Department. Sandra Ardry is a professor in the Political Science Department. Her research is primarily in political behavior, and she teaches classes on minority and women's politics. As vice president, Kamala Harris has become the first woman, the first woman of color, and the first person of East Asian descent to hold the position. So she's the first of many identities, and Ardry says Harris's intersectionality can inform her governing. She's also a member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority, a historically black organization that Dr. Ardry is also a part of. I wanted to speak with Dr. Ardry about all of these things, the fact that one of her sorority sisters has been sworn into this position, but also about identity politics more broadly and where Kamala Harris falls in. Isn't it, isn't it wonderful that Kamala Harris brings so many identities to this um, position? She is a, a woman, she is uh, of Asian descent, she's African-American descent, and so she brings so much to us uh, that she can speak to many identities. She can speak to the marginalization of a lot of these people. So her intersectionality informs her decisions about policies that cut across all of these, um, these uh, ethnicities and genders. Uh, and, and so that's really, really good. Um, it also offers an opportunity for us as marginalized groups and historically excluded groups to work together. To, to look, look what we can do if we recognize that we all have some of the same kinds of issues, the same kinds of obstacles and challenges, and what can be achieved if we work together. So it is our hope that Kamala Harris represents and is a symbol for all of that. For sure, yeah. 
Um, and, you know, can you kind of talk about a little bit why identity is important in politics and policy? Because I know that there are some people particularly like on the right side of things who say, you know, that that doesn't that doesn't really matter. Um, mm -hmm. Can you speak mm -hmm. on it a little bit? Uh, yes, we call that actually we call that identity politics. Uh, that is some, somewhat controversial, but you know our history of uh, uh, history in the United States has almost always been about identity politics. We identify or we feel an affinity to um, to those characteristics that uh, mostly define our lives, and for those groups that have been historically left out of the out of the political process, we have been defined by those ethnicities, by those identities. And so it is only natural then if we are defined that way in larger society, then we come together and we coalesce and we ask for resources based on that identity. So identity politics uh, for black Americans, for Asian Americans, for uh, Hispanics, um, for the LGBTQ community is whatever that identity um, that um, makes you part of a group. And also if you have been historically discriminated against because of that, uh, that causes you to have that identity. We see that among, uh, among a lot of uh, in the white community. You don't usually wanna call it that, but that's white identity. Um, and so that cuts across the board and it helps define us. It's, I feel like it's also kind of important to note that there have been some in the black community who don't necessarily like trust Kamala Harris because of um, some of like her mm -hmm. decisions when she was a prosecutor. Um, so can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Uh, yes, we have to get away from this idea that we are a homogeneous community. Mm -hmm. We are not. We have different opinions. We have different ideas, just like other organizations, just like other groups, just like other identities. Uh, so for us to expect that 100% in the um, black community or the um, people of color community will agree on any one idea, one policy, or even one candidate um, or decision makers is sort of unrealistic. Uh, again, what we've got to realize is that we are, we are, um, that we are influenced by all of our life experiences and those life experiences differ. Uh, and so that is actually something to be welcomed. This is a broad topic and there's always more to be said, but I asked Dr. Ardry if there was anything else she thought was important related to Harris's inauguration. During this time, the inauguration, there was euphoria and there was happiness and it should be celebrated. Without a doubt, what we have achieved uh, with Kamala Harris, with um, the elections down in Georgia in the Senate races, what we've been what we have accomplished across the board is to be celebrated. But that is not the end point. If anything, that is simply the beginning. Let us not let us not go home, sit back and say, "Oh, she's there now. We've got the senators there now." That is just the beginning. Uh, what we need to do is keep the same type of enthusiasm, the same type of pressure on our decision makers to now deliver on some of the promises that were made. Mm -hmm. Too often, especially within the Democratic Party, they use our vote. We give them 90%, 95% of our vote when we like them. We give them 80% when we don't like them. So we are wedded to this Democratic Party. And so often we're not getting what we need back from them. 
And so it is incumbent upon us to keep that kind of pressure. The divine nine came out and participated during the election. Let's keep that up so that we get some policy that's really gonna make some differences. You know, we've got some issues in the uh, black community and in the, in the uh, people of color community. Uh, the, the COVID-19 pandemic hits us brown bodies and black bodies harder than the other communities. We've got some social justice issues that we need addressed. And so let us not sort of congratulate ourselves and pat ourselves on the back too much because there's still work, lots of work to be done. That's really well said. I appreciate and that's, and that's my sermon for today. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for this week's podcast. For more news, you can get the Herald in your email inbox every weekday by subscribing to our newsletter at wkuherald.com slash newsletter. The print edition is available around Bowling Green and WKU's campus with new editions every Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Top of the week will be in your feeds next Wednesday. So remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, have a great week.